0: Second thesis, the rhythm of worship, the principal rhythm of worship involves revelation and response. True worship always involves revelation and response. And worship music should facilitate these two things. Worship involves revelation and response. Let me explain uh, what I mean from some biblical examples. In the New Testament, one of the key passages we would turn to on the subject of worship as lifestyle, certainly, would be Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where after uh, expounding upon God's marvelous grace and mercy for 11 chapters, there's a turn in the epistle to the Romans, as Paul says at the beginning of chapter 12, therefore, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, for this is your reasonable act of worship. That verse, uh, Romans 12:1, captures this idea of revelation and response. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That's worship. In fact, one of the ways that I like to define worship is worship is our faithful response to the God who graciously reveals himself to us. Worship is our faithful response to God's gracious self-revelation. One of the most beautiful examples of this idea of worship is uh, found in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, you find the uh, prophet has a vision of God. In the year the King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated upon a throne. The trade of his robe filled the temple. There were seraphs all around him, and they cried out one to another, holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty at the sound of their voices the threshold shook a revelation of God's holiness is how the story begins and Isaiah does what he responds to the holiness of God how does he respond anybody remember I'll put it in the vernacular he says "Uh oh (laughs) if that's who God is I'm in a heap of trouble woe is me I am undone for I have sinful lips and I dwell among a people of sinful lips. I am unclean. Revelation response. Every element of the worship service should be helping us understand more clearly what God has graciously revealed to us and then assist us also in responding faithfully to God's revelation. Music should serve these elements. That's why it's so critical to understand that music is not an end in itself in the worship service. It's a servant in the worship service. Uh, One of the ways that I I like to see music used in this way is to see uh, a kind of a sandwiching of music around the preaching of the Word of God. Uh, I've been part of a variety of churches with different approaches to worship. Style is an interesting thing, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But in many of our churches, there would be an extended time of singing up front And then we sort of leave that phase and go to the time of the word, and we may return to song, we may not. And often we'll find that the singing is wholly disconnected from the preaching of the word. I would love to see pastors and their musical team and everybody else who's involved in leading the worship services of the church come together regularly in advance of the services to pray together and consider together the theme that will dominate this particular Sunday. Not that every song that's chosen has to be chosen with that song in mind, but that at least some of the music is going to help prepare people to receive the word of God and contemplate the word of God, and some of the music will be specifically chosen to help people respond to that word of God. Uh, My belief is that not only should a pastor prepare carefully for their time in the pulpit, but whoever's been charged to lead the congregation in singing should prepare just as faithfully just as diligently and the left hand should know what the right hand is doing the left hand should know what the right hand is doing so a second thesis then worship involves revelation and response every element of the service should be facilitating revelation and response and music should as well and one of our students who's since graduated uh, was telling the class that his father-in-law who's a pastor was recently approached by the praise team, or the worship team, as they call them, from his church. They uh, gathered up their strength to see the senior pastor, and they had a proposal for the senior pastor. Pastor, they said, we really believe that we might seriously consider omitting the sermon from our worship services. Because after all, they said to him, this is a worship service, is it not? And he had to explain to them that actually, historically, sermons played a part in a- <laughs> Worship services and rather a large part for that matter, worship. when we reduce the musical aspect of the worship service to the whole, we all suffer for it. We suffer from the change of the slippery slope of our vocabulary going down this path. When we speak today of the worship leader in the church, who do we typically mean? Normally, we mean someone who leads us in song, and we call that person the worship leader, but. If we're thinking more biblically and more properly, I think we would also say the pastor who gives us the word of God is certainly a leader of worship as well. In fact, if we're thinking about this well, we would say the greeters who welcomed us at the door, the ushers who gathered our offerings to help us present them to the Lord, they're worship leaders as well. The people who read the scriptures, those who lead the prayers, they are worship leaders as well. Worship does not equal music. And we're only talking about the church in gathered experiences of worship. The best understanding of biblical worship is not reduced to something we do once a week at all. The best understanding of biblical worship is a lifestyle of devotion, love of God, love of neighbor. When we speak of worship, we dare not use that term as a synonym for singing songs. Uh, that may be a critical component of our gathered worship experiences, a beautiful component, but we all suffer when we make that a synonym for worship. So, <clears throat> music in the church, a critical part of our gathered times of worship, but let us teach the church that worship is far more. It's far more even when we're gathered as a community, and it's not even limited to that. Worship is a lifestyle of commitment to the Lord and his cause.